This is the Way to Go podcast, and we are about faith, family, and daily life. We're about taking God's word, breaking it down, making it practical to everyday living. Now, if you want to watch the show, you can actually go to Eagleville Bible Church. Just go to YouTube, type in Eagleville Bible Church. You will find it on the Way to Go playlist. But again, faith, family, and daily life. This is what we're all about. Welcome to the Way to Go podcast. Bill McMinn, Adam Page, uh, talking about all kinds of stuff today. We're going to talk about Buddhism, actually. So I, it, it's kind of weird, though. In one thing, in looking at it, I was talking to a Buddhist last night, and so I was one that made me think about it today for the podcast. This guy comes in. He's wearing, which this really kind of surprised me. You know, he, he comes in. He's wearing a Donald Trump hat. Actually, oh, I think really? we said like something like Donald Trump stole my president. And then he was <laughs> he was an older guy. He was from out of state. He's looking to move into our county. And so I was talking to him about, hey, do you go to church anywhere? Well, I'm a Buddhist. And then it was like, well, I'm not a very good Buddhist, <laughs> but I've been a Buddhist for 45 years. But anyway, it made me think about just the fact that I don't really know much about it. But I see a lot of the pictures, like if you see things attached to meditation, especially you can mm-hmm. see a lot about and people getting mats and it's, you know, certain mats that look like meditation mats or yoga mats or whatever it is. And you see the symbols and the emblems and all that stuff, but I don't really know about it. The scary thing is, and talking about it from my perspective is this, I mean, I don't think I would want someone to pick up, go to Google and look up Christianity for an hour and then go do a podcast on Christianity. I would have to assume that something's not really represented exactly right now. If they would say they believe in Jesus Christ and they follow Christ and they believe in the Bible and, you know, certain basics, then of course, yeah, it would be okay. And hopefully what we're talking about is just, I'm just going to restate some of the basic principles that they lay out in the beginning, mainly so that when you see it yourself, you understand what it is. So if a person sees some of these things that they'll kind of, oh, okay, that's what that is. That's what that is. Because I see all kinds of quotes all the time. I don't know if you see it on social media, but I do. Yeah, I see them all over social media. I mean, whether it's on TikTok or it's on Instagram, I mean, Buddha is quoted quite a bit of the one that has the peace and everything. And if you look around the world, there's 613 million uh, Buddhists that are out there and over a million that are in America so it is, it is something that it's growing. It is, is trendy with celebrities and uh, young ones that are out there to have this peace and this calmness that right. they kind of sell. Um, so, so it is something that's very interesting and to know a little bit more about. Right. Well, I didn't even know. I thought I see Buddha statues. I didn't even know it was a real guy. Like, I just thought, like, <laughs> I thought it was just something they made up and there's like a statue or Buddha's the God or something, you know, mm-hmm. that as far as I know, like you see the little Buddha statue and the guy with his leg trough sitting there meditating. I just thought that, oh, well, that's their God or whatever they follow. But it turns out, no, this was some rich prince that mm-hmm. saw poverty and suffering and decided that he was going to go out and experience it a little bit more. And a lot of it for them is the overcoming of suffering. So their first principle would be life is suffering. And I don't disagree. I mean, there's definitely a lot of suffering and there always will be like Jesus Christ said, the poor you'll always have with you. Even from that perspective, there's always people around Christ who had blindness or they mm-hmm. were lame or they had leprosy or there's demon possessed. I mean, there's something that was going on all the time and we see it in our life. I mean, there's definitely a lot of suffering and pain in the world. Oh, for sure. There's this guy, Sardu Tagatama, I think is his name. Um, and as he, uh, as he grows up, his, his dad's pretty rich and tries to keep him away for the first 29 years of his life out of seeing bad things. Right. And, um, he has a kid, has a wife, and then he goes out and he sees suffering. He sees an, an older man, somebody that's sick, and, you know, 
basically the odd part about it is he gives up his life and goes and kind of becomes a monk right. to cert- to find this peace and everything. And that's that's very different from what God calls us to. Right. Well, when you think about it, too, uh, some of the stuff that they believe in is reincarnation. And they believe that you go through a cycle of life until you get it right. And then ultimately, if you get it right enough, you're going to be in nirvana. And nirvana can be here on Earth. And there would be two big areas that we would disagree with. You look at the Bible. The Bible does not talk about reincarnation. The Bible talks about it's appointed to every man once to die and then to face judgment. That's what the Bible teaches. If you look at the rich man and Lazarus, they both went into an existence of living in paradise, one in paradise, one in hell. Mm -hmm. Uh, It talks about to be absent with the bodies, to be present with the Lord, that your spirit, when it departs this body, is not going to get recycled into something else. And so then they have that whole idea of karma, that karma can actually even still come from past lives yeah and haunt you in this life i always think of karma more as just you, you reap what you sow yeah you know more of that that mm-hmm. kind of thing but for them it's actually something that can follow you through all these life cycles so obviously that's very unbiblical that's certainly not what we believe some of the things i would agree with obviously you know their their stand on uh, don't steal things that's very much Old Testament. Yeah. Ten Commandments, New Testament would say the same thing. Don't lie to people. Be faithful to your wife. Those kind of things we would all, everyone would agree. Yeah, yeah. that's absolutely right and correct. But they look at life is suffering. And that one of the things in suffering is the one thing he struggled with is the impermanence of life. In other words, well, wow, you know, you could have this friend, maybe that friendship doesn't last, or you can have this thing, but this thing doesn't last, or this beautiful experience. And we've all been in those days where we don't want the day to end. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that every one of us have been there, man, I just don't want this day to end. You know, this is such a cool thing, and I'm having so much fun, and it's temporary. And we realize that. You go to the book of Ecclesiastes, Solomon talks about all this stuff. The mm-hmm. fleetingness of life, the chasing, the cycles of life, how the water it comes down the stream and the rivers and it goes into the sea, it gets evaporated, it comes back again, it's endless in the cycle of day and night, endless wind, endless. It just goes around and around and around and around. And he saw what is the point of all this. So I think that a lot of people for a long time have really struggled with the meaning of life, the meaning of existence. This in Buddhism is no different from looking at life and the frustrations of things and how things are, there is suffering in this world. We have anxieties because we're trying to hold on to things. We can't hold on to things, so on and so forth. Yeah. And, and following that whole idea of, of karma is they have to do good all the time. And the idea of doing good, which is a positive thing, but it's so that the next life will be better. And right. so that they, they won't kind of have it come back on them, which is, is not, is kind of really scary because it takes God completely out of the existence right. of it and says that God's impersonal. He, he's not there. Or as a Buddhist would say that they're, they're atheistic, you know, in most of the branches of, of Buddhism. And when we say that there's a God that's there, you know, yeah, we'll reap what we sow. Um, but he, he loves us right. and he wants that relationship with us. And so that, that changes the whole dynamic of things, uh, at least for us. And we right. see this, you know, I mean, when he comes into this whole idea of he goes and suffers and says, I'm going to go and give myself one last thing of joy and eats a bowl of rice by a tree and then going to suffer until he reaches nirvana. That was one of his big things right. until he became enlightened right. and he became Buddha right. of you know, that's just kind of nuts. To yeah. Do they, well, he, they, uh, they talk about the middle road in Buddhism. It's like he, he learned that being like trying to be 
super severe to your body doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And also just living for, you know, all the pleasures doesn't work. He was like moderation in all things kind of dealio where we're going to take this middle path, you know, after he spent like six years mm-hmm. doing these other things and right. I mean, the meditation and getting to enlightenment, but I think like a lot of things, I see people quoting Christianity. I see people quoting Buddhism. Sometimes mm-hmm. I wonder, is anyone really adhering to anything? Because, <laughs> If yeah. you really look at what this is teaching, this is a lot of work. Like this would cause me anxiety, not relieve me of anxiety. Having mm-hmm. to do all this stuff and sit here and spend all these hours trying to find some kind of enlightenment. I don't need to go find enlightenment. I've already got the Holy Spirit inside. I've already got the the Bible. So mm-hmm. I don't need to worry. But he does point out the suffering part of it. Yeah, you separate it from loss. You have the loss of loved one. Um you, there's discomfort sometimes when you're around unpleasant or hostile people. We can relate to that. Uh, you're unable to get everything that we want, and that causes a person to have dejection and frustration. And so all these mm-hmm. unhappinesses, and he looked at some of the good things. Yeah, if you have family life and friends and celebrating and stuff like that, but it's all transient. That's his frustration. So then he, so that was the first noble truth is life is suffering. And the second noble truth for him is attachment causes the suffering. So it's when we kind of don't get what we want, it causes the suffering. So he's going to recommend then, well, we detach, which I don't think that's the answer. You know, actually the detachment of things, the detachment. And, and I do, I mean, some of the things, yeah, hold all things loosely. I've said those kind of things. Nothing stays the same forever. I've said that. I've quoted that so many times and I don't get it from anything other than the experience of living and nothing stays the same forever. Yeah. So you got to realize that in your friendships and your family and having your kids at home well they don't stay at home forever they grow up and they leave you and you go in one phase of life you're in another phase of life it's just how it is yeah, so nothing just stays shall the same. Pass. right nothing stays the same forever but so he has that well it's our it's our striving it's our attachment to all these things that really causes the problem us wanting to have things that we don't have you know i want somebody to appreciate maybe they don't so you're striving for that mm-hmm. you don't get it so that kind of stuff is causing that and so he said this desires that we have that there's a huge part because he said desire is a huge cause of suffering and it comes from sensual pleasures the desire to become something that we are not and the desire to be rid of something so in other words if you have a health issue or something like that and you want to kind of be rid of it those are the things that he sees as being some of the problems that are getting caused for humanity so what do you think about that I I, th- I think there's a lot of uh, real serious issues that are they're kind of going on there. Um, one of them being, you know, and looking at this is it's this the idea of taking you know the majority of stuff that you're thinking about, taking it out of your mind to to come to this calmness and this peace, and that's not what Scripture is saying. Right. You know, Scripture is saying to fill your head with uh, the Word of God, right. you know, and that the the Holy Spirit will fill you up, you know, and that. You know, and when, in looking at this, that you know, a lot of his thoughts and stuff that was written down uh, was not written down by him. It was written down five hundred thousand years later right. by his followers. Um, the the man himself, who they called Buddha, was a Hindu follower, and he died a Hindu. Right. And so, but they created this this belief system after him, and you know, called it Buddhism. So I, I think there's a, there's a lot of, of troubles there. I think he was a guy who was seeking 
to, to see the truth and kind of really try to figure that out of this whole suffering and how, right. how do we deal with that? But to call suffering what it is, it's sin. You know, that we see it's, it's the cause of sin that came into the world with Adam and Eve. And how do we find the remedy for that? And that's ultimately in Christ. I think anybody who sits around and thinks deeply in life is going to find some things that are just true. Yeah. I really do. Like, if you look at their morals, yeah, absolutely. I would not disagree with their moral statements of being moral, of lying, of not saying, yeah, some of that stuff I would agree with. I think that he's saying, hey, here's something I see as a problem. You're trying to become something you're not. Okay, I, I can look at that and say, yeah, there's probably some truth to that, becoming something that we are not. I see the stuff in social media all the time. Yeah. People trying to become something they're not, or they're acting like something that they're not it is going to cause you anxiety instead of just being content because I think the Bible does deal with contentment all the time. I oh, do think sure. one of the problems in humanity is our discontentment. I do think even Ecclesiastes says that a lot of stuff happens because of your envy of your neighbor. Mm-hmm. A lot of things are done because of that. So for him to sit down and recognize this 2,600 years ago or whoever the followers are yeah. after to pick it up, Well, of course. And I think a lot of things and some of the danger of some of these things is there's a certain relatability to it. So a lot of us can relate to that. Yeah, that's right. You know, we are suffering. That's right. You know, we do attach ourselves too much to stuff. Boy, that's right. We do. We do try to become people that we're not. That's true. We do go through loss. So I, I think... For us, we have to be wise. I think we should understand it so we can talk intelligently to somebody to understand that, oh, if somebody comes to you that says they're a Buddhist, they think all of life is suffering and suffering because of attachment, and that the cure to this is to free ourselves from attachment. And then the fourth truth is you have to take this eightfold path to at least understand that. Like somebody who's going to come through, like to me, I'm ignorant on it. So a guy comes to me and says he's a Buddhist. I don't even know how to talk to the guy because mm-hmm. I've just asked him a couple questions. And then I think I asked him, I said, would you get frustrated that people use all kinds of Buddhist quotes, but don't really, aren't really Buddhists? Mm-hmm. I said, ever frustrate you that there's a bunch of people running around? Because for me, I see this kind of stuff all the time. There's a bunch of people running around mm-hmm. pitching quotes out there that don't really adhere to it. Yeah. yeah right. Putting Bible verses up everywhere. And they don't know what they mean. Or right. take them out of context. Or take them out of context, or God is love, and that's the only yeah. thing that we talk about, and that then just justifies every kind of bad behavior. I think that whatever you're going to be, you should be a Christian, follow Christ. Yeah. But whatever you are, you ought to at least understand it and stop piecemealing stuff and taking it a little bit at a time. But I can look at this kind of stuff and say, okay, yeah, I understand he's all problem with suffering. He's going to try to get a path out of suffering. And he said, you know, you got to think right. You got to have the right speech, right action. So that's your ethics. The part of coming out of suffering would be doing the right thing. Even the Bible says, if mm-hmm. listen, if you love God, you got to love others. You're going to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about it. Like part of my love of God is how I treat other people. When I love God, I'm going to treat other people right. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about it. I'm going to follow God's laws. You know, there's a, mm-hmm. there's an ethic to to what I believe. And then the the right focus, like they would just like, well, you got to have the right understanding and mindfulness and concentration. So that's where all the meditation comes in. And I think for a lot of us, for me, that's where I'm catching it. Like that's where I'm seeing it. Have I ever heard anyone talk about these, the law of attachment and we need to detach? I've never heard anyone. To be honest with you, I've no. never heard any of this stuff. Have I heard about meditation? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I've heard a lot about that kind of stuff. So when I look at that, that's where I'm seeing it. So to me, I, I don't mind reading up on it. So that when I, because it says there was this uh, group in First Chronicles uh, 12, 13, 
of 32, the sons of Issachar mm-hmm. understood their times. And that was one of the things that's said in the Bible about them. The sons of Issachar understood their times. I think we as Christians have to understand the times in which we're living. And the times in which we're living, I am seeing all kinds of this, whether you want to call it mysticism or Hinduism or Buddhism or a combination thereof, I see this stuff constantly. I see little Buddhas hanging around on people's property. I see them sold at the... Let's say if you go to a landscape supply stuff, every Chinese you, restaurant, you're go, every Chinese restaurant, right? Which I, I still like Chinese food. Oh, so if the Chinese too. food is Buddhist, then I don't know. Maybe yeah. I don't know. No, I'm just we'll, kidding. We'll make friends. Yeah, that's right. We'll make friends. <laughs> no, but I'm but I'm serious. It's, it's yeah. everywhere. You go to people's office, you see shelves of it, you see pictures of it, and yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm seeing that. I'm seeing the meditation, and even a Christian I talked to today. I believe in meditation. Meditation on what? It says meditate on the word of God. That's mm-hmm. what it says in the Bible to meditate on. Just don't go meditating, looking for your own enlightenment. I don't need to look for something God already gave. The one thing I like about what God told Moses, and Moses repeats to the people, you guys don't have to go and swim across an ocean or mm-hmm. climb some big mountain to find what the truth is. The truth is already in the Bible. I already gave that to you. So you guys don't really have to worry about that, right? Yeah. I think, you know, part of it is you don't have to go out and study every world religion, but you do need to know what the Bible says so that you can prove, you know, is this truth or is this not truth? Who do they say that Jesus is? Is Jesus God or is he not? And, you know, part of that is just coming back and reading your Bible. I think with today of how much knowledge is out there and how much it's at our fingertips more than ever is uh, not reading the Bible and actually knowing you know, if somebody comes up to you and talks about right living and, and being good and doing these different things, you would kind of go, well, they must be a Christian. Right. Well, no, they're really not. They're doing this so that they have good karma in the next life. Right. And I don't want to live again. I want to have eternal life. I want right. to be in heaven with God when this is all is all said and done. Right. And they're just preparing for the next thing. There is no personal God in this. And I think that that loses everything, you know, for us. So we kind of really have to see it and know it. And I think be able to speak intelligently to these people, you know, and and guide people that are, you know, throwing these these posts up everywhere of, you know, quotes from, you know, Buddha and uh, Muhammad and Bible verses out of context so that we can encourage them and really point them in the right direction. No, I would agree. I, I mean, I'm seeing stuff all the time. I just challenged somebody on a post that they had and they're a Christian. I know that they go to a, I don't know them personally. There's an Instagram friend of mine. I do mm-hmm. know they, I've talked to them enough. No, they go to church every Sunday and, and you know, a good solid yeah. Bible believing church. And they're definitely a solid Christian, but even they repeat stuff of the world. Yeah. So I just challenged them. I'm like, yeah, but what is this thinking? Like, why, why are you, why are you repeating this phrase? Cause I don't understand it. And I just told him, I said, I don't get this at all. Yeah. Like what you're saying here. Now, if I don't know, like that person I know really well, other people, I wouldn't, I just observe it. I see it on Instagram. A lot of the ways I am an observer. I just watch it. I see it. I don't say a lot about it. If I know you personally, then I'll engage in conversations with you about some of the stuff that's going on or what I'm seeing. It does concern me though, Mm -hmm. because I see this all the time. Uh, Friends of mine will say, oh, I'm going to go meditate. You know, I'm going to go here in the morning before work. I'm going to go out and I'm going to meditate. So then you wonder, well, what is it exactly you're looking for? Mm-hmm. Because in the Bible, one of the beauties of the Bible is you have uh, Galatians 5.22. The fruit of the Spirit is love and joy and peace. 
That's a byproduct. Those are what do people want? They want love. They want joy. They want peace. There's kindness. There's patience. There's gentleness, goodness, right? Self-control. You got all kinds of great stuff in there. It comes from the spirit. Yeah. And it comes from God. So to me, like I told one, I actually told somebody today and they were talking about, they go and meditate. I said, I don't meditate. I pray. Like, I'm going to go and pray to God. I'm not going to accept because one of the issues in our world today is where Romans 1 says, and I just wrote this straight to this person. Romans 1 says, we need to point people to the creator, not to the creation. Yeah. So our concern needs to be getting people past creation, getting people pointed to God, because that's what the Bible says. And there's a lot of darkness here. And when I look at the outcome, you know, Buddhism has that many people in the world. I think about what a disaster some of these nations are, where it came from. And I think in some of it, they were just trying to find peace, no matter what your circumstances are. Well, guess what? We can have peace. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you fall into various trials. Yeah. You can have peace knowing that God is guiding. I'd much rather believe God is guiding me and God is directing my life rather than I have to manage all this and I just have to change my thinking, grin and bear it, because that's what it seems the approach is. Mm -hmm. And nothing's really going to get fixed. I just change my attitude about it, all the misery that I'm going through. I'd rather do some things to fix the misery, yeah. you know what I'm saying, rather than that. Well, I think it's, it's that constant view of kind of keeping up with the Joneses that sometime it's going to get better. It's, it's going to get better. Things are going to be right eventually. And they're kind of living in that idea of the future. But when we look at the Apostle Paul and we see this guy was a Pharisee of Pharisees. He was, you know, one of the who's who under 20, you know, for his time, you know, he memorized, you know, a ton of the Bible. And he has this encounter with Christ, you see in Acts 9, and he his whole life changes, right. and he starts following him. All of his friends are basically like, you're dead to us, right. and, the, and the apostles don't want anything to do with them. And we see in, in 2 Corinthians all the problems he comes into with shipwrecks and beatings and everything, but yet in Philippians, he talks about you know, how he came to the point of contentment in good and with few and with abundance, you know, right. it's by prayer and petition that he comes and he says that it wasn't, he doesn't say I, I emptied my mind or, you know, I sat on a mountain and was quiet for a year. Right. No, like he was ministering to people. He was planting churches. He right. was out there doing the work of the ministry. Cause his life was bigger than what he had. He could find contentment when he didn't have anything. He could find contentment when he had everything because his whole purpose was promoting Christ and he yeah. could promote Christ in any of those situations. So, cause he could do all things for Christ and strengthens him. My recommendation would be this. We're encountering a lot in this society. I think that we need to wake up, and I think we need to start asking some questions. Number one, get to know your Bible better. Number two, start finding out where this stuff is coming from so that we can talk intelligently about it, because obviously this is not going to stop. Like, you're you're not going to see this per se trend out, no. and it's, it's going to be like yo-yos. And, yeah, people were playing with yo-yos for a while, and then they weren't. And so, yeah, you learned all the tricks when, you know, certain ages and stuff like that of a thing that no one ever does anymore. I don't think that's where this is going. I think it's something that we do need to be aware of. We do need to be paying attention to so that we, when we hear terms like meditation, we understand what that root is. Mm -hmm. And we don't assume that it's something, let's say, Christian or something that's taking somebody in, in the right direction. Yeah. Let's look at it and, and find out where the stuff is coming from so that we can also be like the sons of Issachar, um, men and women who understand the times in which we live. Anyway, I hope you guys all have a great and an awesome week.